Hey there, social work students in Practice 2 communities. How are you doing today? I hope that you're doing well. Uh, I hope that if you're not doing well by the time you're done listening to this podcast lecture that you're in a slightly better place than you were when you started listening to it. So what are we talking about today? So glad you asked. Today what we're going to be talking about is uh, a problem, and it's an important problem because it's a problem that I think we're going to be talking about again and again and again over the course of this semester. It's the problem that I have kind of set up as the kind of like North Star that I'm going to use to navigate as I teach this class. Having said that, maybe I should tell you a little bit about how I plan classes. Uh, whenever I, I get ready to teach a class, whether it's a class that I've taught before or it's a class that I'm teaching for the first time, I try to get uh, ready for it by thinking to myself, what is the big problem, a, one of the big problems that this class could be oriented around attempting to solve? And when I started doing that for this class, I started, it took me a while to figure out what the problem was. It took me a couple weeks, right? I kept on finding something. I thought maybe this is the problem, but it, it didn't quite feel right. And so I'd be like, no, that's not quite right. And then I'd find another thing. I'm like, is this the problem? And I'd be like, no, it's not quite right either. And then one day I, I, I actually found it, right? I found what I thought was a really good problem that we can spend a lot of time talking about as we spend the next 16 weeks together. Here's the problem. Community. Community is a technology in my mind, right? And technology is something that can be used in a variety of different ways. Technology can be used as a tool to expand people's access to things that they need. However, technology can also be used as a weapon. And when, tech, when, when uh, technology becomes a weapon, it usually gets used in a way that prevents people from having access to something. And I think that community can be used either way. Community can be used as a technology in a very positive and generative way. When it's used in that way, communities are things that people can join very easily uh, and they, they can leave rather easily too. They're, they're things that attempt to give people things that they need but don't have access to currently, right? That's, that's what a community does when it's used as a technology. Uh, however, when technology, when community is used as a weapon, it is something where people build walls around their community, sometimes literal walls, like actual physical walls, but other times more like metaphorical walls. And then what happens is they put guards on the walls and they, they tell those guards, you need to make sure that the people who are inside the community stay inside the community. You need people who are outside the community stay outside the community. And when, when community is used in that second way, when it's used in this kind of like weaponized way, I think that it can be very, very damaging to individuals and to, to groups and to societies. And that's what we're going to spend some time talking about today. Let's first talk about how community can be used well. And I'm not going to do a really exhaustive description of this because we'll probably talk about it when we come together as a class for the first time. But to do this, what I want you to do is imagine that something happens in your life and you have to move to like the other side of the country. You have to move to either like the, the West Coast or the East Coast. You're going to leave Illinois and you're going to be moving to some new place, Massachusetts, California, maybe Alaska. I don't know. You're moving someplace far away where you don't know anybody. That's the thing. You're just imagine that. So you'll, you know, 
pack up your stuff, you'll sell your house or whatever if you do that or your your lease will be up and you'll find a new place to live and you get there. What do you do? Well, you start looking for communities. This is one of the things that people do. They don't really think about doing it. I think they just kind of start doing it, right? Um, they try to find a group of other people that they have something in common with that they can join, right? And that they can, because when you join a community, you join a, a group of other people. And what happens is usually there's something, some kind of commonality, something that you have in common that binds you. And you start to share things. You start to share uh so if you're you're new to this place, you're you you maybe find a job, and when you find a job, you join a community of your coworkers, and they start telling you about what are the good places to eat and what are the places you don't want to eat. They maybe tell you if you if you have kids, you know who where you can get good childcare, blah blah blah. Right? They start sharing information. Maybe people actually, um, you know, bring you. They come to your house and, and they bring you, you know, food or, or wine, I don't know, different things like that. They share things with you, right? This would be an example of community being used as a technology to expand your access to this new place that you happen to find yourself in. Other times, communities can actually, like, uh, do things where, like, they, they go out. People, agents of the community will go out and they'll find people and be like, hey, we have a community over here. Would you like to join it? And they say, they tell people what, what they have on offer. You know, we meet every Saturday. We talk about this thing. It's uh, really kind of fun and informal. You can come if you'd like to. We'd love to have you there. Uh, they'll do things like that, right? That, that's another example of technology kind of as a community. If you think about your life when you were an undergrad student, uh, you, if you ever like, lived on a campus, you had to join a campus community. And one of the ways that you joined the campus community was by learning about what the campus community had to offer you, and then taking advantage of those offerings, uh, either on your own or with other people. That's an example of community being used in this, this really kind of like open and positive generative way. However, community isn't always used that way. Sometimes community is used as a weapon, I think, right? And I want to explain a little bit about what I mean by that. So when community is used as a weapon, I think there are certain things that we can notice. The first thing is that communities that weaponize the the concept of community tend to be very, they, they tend to construct big walls. And again, these walls might be literal walls. They can also be metaphorical walls. What I mean by that is that they're not a community that you can just like kind of like join rather easily. Usually you have to like you when you approach the community, the community's gonna be like, wait, who are you? Like, what are you doing here? What do you want? And you have to convince that community that like you're safe, you're good, and they might let you into it at that point. And then when you're a part of the community, what they a lot of times do is they they lock the door behind you and it becomes rather difficult to leave. So first characteristic of communities that are used as weapons are that they tend to be rather closed off. And by closed off, I mean, it's kind of hard to get into them. Uh, and once you are in them, it's rather difficult to leave them, right? That's one characteristic of it. The second characteristic of communities that are used as weapons are that they tend to demand a significant amount of um, loyalty. 
to an ideology of some sort. What I mean by that is that there's this idea that if you're going to be one of us, you're going to be a member of our community, you have to believe certain things and you have to demonstrate that you believe them and you might have to demonstrate that rather frequently, right? If you fail to show that you really buy into the community's ideology, then the community will have a problem with you, right? That's the second characteristic. The third characteristic of people who use community as a weapon is that they oftentimes will um, make it very clear to people that if they that they can be expelled from the community, they can be kicked out, basically, right? They the communities like that will say like if you don't live according to our standards, according to our rules, according to our principles, what we will do is we will expel you, right? You will not be able to continue being a part of our community. You'll be kicked out. Usually people don't like being kicked out of communities. That's something that can be really scary for a lot of people. Uh, and so that's another example of uh, how communities can be used as a weapon. The last thing that happens when communities are used as a weapon is they make a really rigid distinction between people who are inside the community and people who are outside the community. And by rigid distinction, I mean the, the distinction is usually set up like this. There are people who are like you, who are like, who are like us, people who belong in this community for some reason. We belong together. We are connected through something, right? And it's an important something. And then there's all these other people who don't have that something. They don't have it. They lack it. And they're outside our community and they're bad. They're no good. We don't want you associating with them. We don't want them associating with you. Uh, we want to make sure that you stay inside the community where things are good and safe. And we want them to stay out of the community because they don't belong here. They're the enemy and people, anybody who's outside the community is your enemy and people who are inside the community, they're your friends. When communities set up that kind of style of thinking, that's another way that is another characteristic of people who are using community as a weapon. So I'm going to stop talking about that at this point and just give you maybe a couple of examples of places where I think people have weaponized community. Example number one, any kind of hate group, right? Hate groups are groups, right? They're not hate individuals, they're hate groups. Hate groups tend to kind of uh, be formed when there's a group of people that have some kind, like I said, some kind of a characteristic. This could be um, a racial characteristic, it could be a religious characteristic, it could be any kind of characteristic whatsoever. But the idea is that people who have this characteristic in common, that they are somehow better than other people who lack that characteristic. That's one of the fundamental things that makes hate groups function. And there's this idea that hate groups kind of use that when they, they build their, their communities of hate, they, they say like, hey, you're better than those people, whoever those people are. And those people, they're jealous of you because you're better than they are. And they're going to try to get you. So you better, you know, make sure that you're with us because like we'll have your back ultimately right uh that's an example 
of people using community as a weapon. Another example would be gangs. You know, gangs are are formed usually not because people are bad people. They're, they're formed because people are in situations where they lack access to things that they need. And then a gang forms and a gang, among the other things that it does, it can actually give people access to things that they, they need or want. One of the things that people really want a lot is safety. This is a pretty ubiquitous thing. Almost everybody in the world wants to be safe. Gangs will say, hey, we'll keep you safe. However, there's there's a cost to that safety, and that is that you have to um, kind of buy into the idea that that your gang is kind of a, your people, and there are other gangs that are not your people, and you can't. There there has to be conflict between them, right? This is this is another example, possibly, of how communities can be weaponized in a, in a different way, and there are probably a whole bunch of other ones too. But those were just two that came to my came to me off the top of my head. So let's finish up this lecture here by ending on a certain point, right? I mean, it's not a point. Let's let's bring this lecture to a close by ending on a question. One of the things that tends to be essential for communities who use community as a weapon is the concept of identity. What I would like you to do, if you don't mind, reflect on the ways that identity can be used as kind of like the raw material that uh, communities that use communities a weapon uh, kind of how they function right let's just let's end there and let's see what you come up with when we meet as a class i look forward to it till then folks have fun make some glorious mistakes i'll see you soon <laughs>